Good evening and welcome to another episode of From the Backseat Football Podcast. I think this is going to be our best episode ever. I'm not even going to do a proper intro because Arsenal won, live for one, and everyone else dropped points. So fuck it, we're all going to win the league, especially Arsenal. <laughs> and it's going to be a joyous, joyous experience. The music's probably going on behind me. We love it. We actually love it. Hugh, how are you? I'm sure you're happy because you're going to win the league. How's it Very feel? happy. Very happy. Thank you for asking. And I concur. I think this is going to be the best pod of the year so far. And I'm very excited to jump into these games. It has been a delightful weekend. Well, a delightful round of fixtures because it hasn't been a weekend. Football's fucked at the moment and the fixture schedule's killing us. So we're <laughs> going to get through it. We're going to get through it. But it's been a good one for the Gooners. So yeah, I'm pleased, man. I'm pleased. How you been? Yeah, I've been good, mate. It's a very rare experience where both our teams win and we're so aligned that everyone else just drops points. I think it's the, we're the only teams in the top eight over the weekend that gains points. And you love to see it. It's good for the podcast. It's very good for the podcast. It's good for the pod. There's going to be a bit of energy on this one, which is nice. Always is. Always is. New year, new us, mate. <laughs> it's shorter, it's better. The quality is going up. Everything's looking good for 2023. Forget 2022. It was a weird year. Weird Learning World curve. Cup. Learning Don't worry curve. about it. Learning curve. We're still standing. I've forgotten about it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I haven't forgotten about? What a great game Arsenal played. Brighton Ooh. 2, Arsenal 4. Magic at the Amex. Absolutely love this. I love this. I'm just going to... Can I go on a, on a monologue? Can I just go? 100% mate. The floor is yours. Fine. So I came into this game quite nervous. I feel like Brighton have been a bit of a bogey team. Where Bolton under Allardyce used to be a bogey team for us. Brighton have been a fawn on our side. And I actually blame Brighton. Those fucking seagulls, right? For the reason that we lost top four last year. Because we lost 2-1 at home to them. And we also got malpaid in the past by them as well, where everyone collectively lost their heads. So, Brighton, honestly, to stuff them in their own backyard felt really good. Felt really good. And to score the first minute, it was it was champion stuff. You see City do that all the time. Just basically, just take it by the scruff of the neck. Um, and we were relentless. Fair enough. Last 20 minutes, Brighton absolutely banged us. Um, and that wasn't very nice but apart from the rat the rest of it I was very happy very happy with the result so yeah I mean what were your I'm thoughts I'm happy for you mate I'm happy for you um, my thoughts were A step, taking a step back this was the best the second best start to a Premier League season ever basically and that is a very good sign I'd say for Gunners because it basically means you're going to win the league the last two teams who got a points total this big were Liverpool and Manchester City when they absolutely steamrolled everyone else. So I think it's nice and I thought it'd be a tricky game for you as well. <clears throat> Brighton are like quite a difficult team to play, allegedly. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. when I checked the score, it was like 3-0 already. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Um, good friend of the pod, Ash, was actually at the game as well. So, oh, wow. Lucky guy. I bet he was day. loving it. Gets to watch that. Yeah. And just come back have a bit of fun it just gets you in the mood mate where it's so dominant and yeah there was a little bit of a scare at the end but I'm sure you would have found a way to win even if they pulled it back to like 4-4 it's just Arsenal was just so good and yeah it's I just do like, feel you know, you know who's going to score it's, it's of course yeah, it's, it's the front it's, four it's a the goal each yeah I mean it's a dream isn't it it's a manager's dream and I, it's something I want to come on to but I'm going to come on to a bit later but to talk about the actual game I do feel Deserby's tactics played into our hands a little bit where the Zerbi wants his centre-backs to kind of draw the press in um, and then create space further up the field. That is literally our A-game. 
because we have mm-hmm. people like Thomas Partey sweeping so you see the first goal Tarek Lamptey yes. actually makes a break comes through Zinchenko actually fouls him a little bit which we, you know was impressive from him but not enough to take, take him over Partey cleans up snatches the ball plays it wide suddenly you know we're in Martinelli goes for a shot Saka cool as a cucumber 1-0 within two minutes um, and I think that's the problem that Brighton played in the first 70 minutes is that their tactics really were perfect for our tactics really they played into our hands and it really shows you know we were cutting through them all game yeah we did talk about that they do like to try and carry the ball out and kind of tempt you and yeah unfortunately Thomas Partey is in such good form now that mm. he's just a one man like screen so any ball carrying has to go through him and nine times out of ten it's not going to get very far honestly he's he's playing like Fabinho in your league winning campaign where he's just like a one man yeah. sweeper you know like he is so much confidence even when everyone's forward Zinchenko's obviously pushing up as a central mid most of the time so yeah it was it was amazing it was amazing and Jack is playing like a centre forward mate so it's a very very interesting tactics that we have uh, yeah I was watching it and I was looking enviously and I was like we used to be like this <laughs> we used to have we used to have this destroyer guy like what a nice feeling that must be and then you've got best midfielder in the Prem right now Martin Odegaard just a casual assistant goal no dramas mate oh, just a normal normal day in the office really for so him good, isn't, isn't it so good man of the match performance he's just he's like you've got such a good player there it's actually annoying how cheap he was he's so good he's worth over 100 mil if Enzo Fernandez is worth 120 <laughs> mil Martin Odegaard is worth 150 mil standard I start agree. the bidding I agree you know what it is I think it's his mindset like he he's, he just keeps improving doesn't he you notice him yes. more and more. He's a good lad more. as well. He's yeah. a leader. He's a good lad. He works hard. He's fucking amazing at football. Yeah. The, honestly, the only blonde hair, blue eyed guy I trust at this point. <laughs> 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 Absolutely love him. Absolutely love him. I was a bit iffy about him being captain, but now I kind of see it because he leads by how he plays. And I guess that was what he was trying to achieve. He sets the standard. He, he really does for that does. Arsenal team. He's a leader who just does it by example, and it, he's not someone who's burdened by the captaincy. Like basically all the Arsenal captains for about five mm. years. As soon as they get the armband, they're like mm, too much, <laughs> too heavy. Can't to play leave. football. Yeah, they either leave or they just turn shit, isn't it? Every captain. So yeah. ever he's since the first one who has got better. Yeah, like, he's better now. He's a captain. I mean, let's talk about the pass for the fourth goal. Just receives it. We're on a break. Just. Oh. Just plays it through the eye of a needle. I mean, it's not through the eye of a needle. I mean, you can see you see De Bruyne doing it, but it's just lovely round the corner. I mean, it's round the corner exactly. It's just just a standard Henderson pass. Some say some salty people like me would say. <laughs> the only difference when Hendo does it, there's no one on the end of it usually. Uh, but no, that's the difference, mate. He's not got the runners. He's not got the support. Uh, but yeah, it was a wicked pass. Yeah, probably man. the best assist of the weekend. Thought Martinelli was super greedy to go for the shot. Very lucky. So did I. Yeah, let's talk about that as well because I square it, dude. Please square it, dude. Please square it, dude. Please, dude. It was not on. But he's in form, isn't he? And that's who he is. But I do agree. A little bit greedy. But also, like, it's a very nice luxury, that. But it was a crucial goal, bearing in mind what happened thereafter. So, yeah, probably should have squared it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think Sanchez was at fault for the third goal as well not just the fourth the third one as well where he spilled it and Nketiah just tapped it in mm. didn't have the best game bit of a shocker really and he was pretty poor for the second when Odegaard scuffed it into the ground into the, into the yeah. net pretty weak so I think you were lucky in that regard but 
you're only lucky in the sense that you took the opportunity and punished him for it. He could have got away with it, we wouldn't have noticed. So, nah, we we took our chances and we were clinical. And you thought a four and up, like it's done. On to the next one, and then out of nowhere, some Irish bugger just bullies Saliba off the ball, who (laughs) is racking up a kind of a lot of mistakes that um, amount to goals. But stinky, stinky games, mate. Young player, young player, mistakes are there to be made, and I think it's going to be it's been a real learning curve. But he has looked a bit out of sorts, has Willie Saliba. Does it um, does it worry you at all? Because he he was basically. He was certainly the best young defender in the first half. Arguably the best defender. But, yeah, he's been pretty, pretty bad I'm so far. I'm not too Just worried. sloppy. You know what I mean? Like, we're still... I attribute their comeback a lot to changing Ben White for, for Tommy Asu. And I think we changed Zinchenko for Tierney as well. Mm. And I actually think that attributed a lot. Matoma just absolutely tore up Tommy Asu. Just like... I was I was panicking every time Matoma got the ball on the left hand flank once Tommy Asu came on for Ben White so I mean there's an element of that but yeah Saliba hasn't looked in his best form in his imperious form that we saw from the first I was about to say first half of the season but well, not even through the first half of the season through the first kind of no. seven to ten games but like Arteta said it in pre-season it's easy it's, easy, it's a young team there's going to be mistakes along the way and that's part of the development do you know what I mean so no concerns from me I still think it's our best centre back partnership in maybe a decade if I'm being perfectly honest name a better one maybe Mertesacker and Koscielny but beyond that yeah that was good Koscielny was really good but yeah I do take your point it's not like Mustafi and fucking Socrates is it goodness me <laughs> god I'm trying to think Another, I can't think of any which means they were obviously just really rubbish no we've had some trash defenders we've had some really trash defenders through the years so yeah he did have Socrates for quite a long time actually no. Bear in mind, I think you bought him as like a 30 year old for quite a lot of Mate, Mustafi for 35 mil, take into account inflation now. It's like 50 mil, if not more. Probably like 70 at this point. It's mental. Men- What's he doing? Where is he? No one knows. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm meandering. Brighton, I think, to their credit, still played really well. And Caicedo obviously was out. So Billy Gilmore had his first Premier League start for Brighton. And obviously McAllister didn't feature either. So you could say. Lucky time to be playing Brighton because I think Caicedo would have made a massive difference. Hundred percent, mate. Like we always say, there's good times and bad times to play teams, and this is probably not the worst time to play Brighton with a few of their lot of key players out. But you know, also have a few injuries as well. So oh, not, don't take it away. It's not from all us. easy. Yeah, don't take it away from us. But yeah, um, we'll see. Shout out to the World Cup star, mate, Matoma. Who knows him? No one knows him. I was reading about him. Apparently, he was playing university football yep. three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, of course he was. Of course he was. And Brian would just happen to be at the university, I guess. Of course they did. Tony Bloom, Star Lizard, mate. Not enough to yeah. say about his his secretive Star Lizard. Company. And he's just like, hey, you want to make some real money? You'll come play at Brighton. <laughs> he's like twenty five. They literally plucked him from the J League at like 24, yeah. 25 and you're like, and he 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 could be a Champions League player in my opinion. His finish yeah, like, was calm. The disallowed one was even was it was a carbon copy, but such that, nice. That was, that was tight, man. That was really tight. It was a stud, realistically. When that I went mean, in, I bricked it. It is on or off, but any yeah. other period in time, that would have been a Varsano, Varsano. I did think that. Dude. I was like, of course. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was, was like, whole country's going to be outraged by this, but it was off. 
It was off, you know. It was off. Sometimes, so, sometimes mate, you win. Are Arsenal going to win the league then? So you know, like they have those like AI things that generate percentages in terms of like mm-hmm. what someone can do. So we're now officially like leaders, title favourites. So it all depends on if we beat City next game. It's done. Like, it could be done. It actually could be done because we have played Man United away. We played Chelsea away. We haven't played City away. We haven't played Newcastle. We haven't played Liverpool away. We haven't played Spurs away. Okay. That's right now, mate. Yeah. I don't know. There's still quite a few hurdles ahead. Every game can be a final. But the way that we play each game, it's not like we're like overwhelmed by being at the top of the league. We're still playing our game plan. If plan A fails, we carry on plan A. And I think that's a sign of a champion. Or a championship winning team. But again, mate, just top four. Top four and and would Drick decide and Chelsea not fucking steal it under our noses and that's all I can ask for that wasn't a very clear answer yes my name is Boris Johnson and I <laughs> I will not give you a straight answer <laughs> well what are Tottenham doing they're doing nothing uh, oh. fuck I don't know man I mean I just can't imagine it because we've been so same, far away for so same. long nah no, I actually won't I can't imagine it I think it was a long way to go. There's only what sixteen games played, maybe seventeen games played now. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just too early. Talk to me in eight games. If we still got a seven point lead, then yeah, I think we could do it. No, mate, you got to save a chest. Got to go early. Oh, I've said That's it. I've said it before. Want. Anyway, haven't I? I've said we are. Look, but I just, I just, just channel it. Channel it. Pretend you're on Arsenal nah, fan TV right now. Just channel honestly, it. we're coming up to 20 years since the Invincible season. It's literally 19 years ago since the Invincible season. Like, it's been 19 years of trauma for Arsenal fans. I can't sit oh. here. I can't actually sit here and say like, I'm gonna. I can't. I, I just can't. It's been trauma. Definitely the last what? Pretty, one Champions League loss. A move to a dead stadium. Fucking decay of Arsenal Wenger. Three FA Cups. Fair enough, but. No, right. This is like the first maybe Champions League quality team that yeah, we've had in years. But you do also win the award for the best goal, best Premier League goal of all time. But the Scorpion kick or the Jack Wiltshire. Take your pick, mate. True, true. We played sexy football, and that's what got yeah. us through. That's exactly. what got us through. To be fair, so you could be Antonio Conte Spurs, <sighs> Tottenham nil, Aston Villa two. Nice. Could be worse, mate. I'd like to read some stats to you, Don Unai, mate. Listen to the start. Tottenham Go. versus Villa won. Liverpool Villa lost. Don't know how that's happened. Man United Villa won. Brighton away won. Those are four really hard games against that's top really seven true. teams. Really true. Three wins and one. Look, let's be real. They had so many chances against Liverpool. They could have easily won that game too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very rare that a new manager comes in and does so well within what a couple games. Gerald would have got no wins from those four games and that's a fact it's so, mental isn't it without actually signing any new players as well like yeah, mate, completely the same team they now exist in that sort of like very small micro league in the middle with like Brentford Brighton and Fulham and they're all competing for like the Everton Cup like 7th or 8th whatever the, the top spot is everyone else below them is a bit shit different degrees of a bit shit but they're like they're just good they're a good team the thing is, they had the players, didn't they? they you, you looked at Gerard's yeah. squad going into the summer, or coming out of that transfer window, and you thought, okay, they've really, they've got a good squad together now. They should be looking at top half. That was like what people were thinking with Gerard, weren't they? 
You know, they were like the first six months Definitely. are done. They got a good squad. They threatened before. So, yeah, it was always there. But I mean, this I think this is actually shows the levels between a top class manager and someone like Steven Gerrard, who is still relatively unproven at this level. And it's levels, yeah. isn't it? It's levels. You must be buzzing if you're a villain. Haven't you, know? Mate, it's got to be so sick. I love that it's a villain as well, because we've always said he's a James Bond villain. I know! He's, he's <laughs> it's just like, what's going on? The narrative engine is working too well. Oh, <laughs> there are just too many good managers in the Premier you know? There's just too many now. We're too stacked as a league. We are the Super League. I saw some Portuguese yeah. people complaining about this on Twitter. And they're right. Like, we're ruining football. 127 mil for Enzo Fernandez. See you later. <laughs> just it's, it. it's actually a joke. It's crazy. It's joke. We'll get on to that because that's pissing me off. That, like, <laughs> it's actually a joke. Um, I thought Buendia was really good in this game. Yeah, like, excellent. It's just nice to see him playing well again. Like He's a nuisance. I forgot that was part of his game. We know like he's got assists in him. He creates chances. So if he can get back to being like the Norwich version of him, I think they're going to have a really good time but yeah man of the match was obviously Douglas Ruiz like marshalled it marshalled the midfield but he they? just like yeah he was he just bullied Basuma and Hoiberg who are both I think really good midfielders but he just made them look so average it's the high Maybe press say helped it must but, be the yeah. Unai high press that is the difference where Gerard would just sit deep and try and break on. Ollie Watkins is not a sit deep kind of striker He's no, you're so right. Receives it in the channel. The mm-hmm. And then Douglas Ruiz is just the calmest man in the stadium every time. You know, you see some players just dictate play. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what happens, they're not going to be rushed. You can try and press them if you want, but it's not going to happen. He was just having one of those games. Absolutely. So, yeah, mate. Good player. I know Arsenal were trying to buy him. There's there's a Champions League player in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Signed a new contract, though, Villa, didn't he? Which is, you know what? Fair yeah. play. Fair play. A lot of players yeah. would have, you know, kicked up a fuss driven to the fucking stadium or whatever but you snuck <laughs> I you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I hate him um, but he's, stu- he's just stuck fast in signing a new contract and you know he's obviously very happy at Villa and who wouldn't be under Unai I think it, I haven't, it's gone under the radar a little bit really hasn't it but it's, that's a really good run of games really impressive from him yeah because you think like the next four could be a lot easier yeah. they could be they could easily turn this into seven wins in eight yeah easily easily yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Um, let's talk about Spurs a little bit. Spurs managed to not concede in the first half. That's really good for them. Really good. They must have been really happy. They got in half time. They'd be like, lads, we turn a corner. Harry Kane does his pretty dead little half time speech. Yeah. And he's like, we fucking go, boys. Straight out, five minutes. Concede. <laughs> <Bang>. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like, yeah. There they go. They remembered who they were. They were like, ah, yeah, no, this is us. We can't be going. Something's again. going wrong. Isn't it? Yeah. Like something's going really wrong over like at time at and Spurs. space would start to materialise and like warp on itself if we go ahead. For the greater good, we have to concede. Could we be didn't. seeing the end of Conte? It's getting pretty toxic over there. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's he's starting to play all the old hits, isn't he? Mm. Like I want more money. It's mm-hmm. not my fault. Haven't he's got basically trying players. to. He's trying to do like the look. I'm a good coach, but this is impossible which all sounds really hilarious because that's exactly what Mourinho said for a long time but the difference the difference is Mourinho actually didn't get backed in the transfer market yeah we did we still we still laughed at him and blamed him so yeah yeah I mean yeah I don't know I mean Conte has got less excuses than anyone before him because I feel like they went all out of Conte they actually did yeah they actually did I mean they bought Perisic 
that's the most Conte signing you can think of. No, but you, they spent a lot last summer, like a lot of Spurs, and they didn't, there was no major departures from that Spurs squad. Was that? Yeah, I thought they bought well as well, from what I remember. Yeah, we all did. I remember thinking they did really good business, but yeah, I don't know. But I just think it's funny. The only club that Reno Conte have managed that haven't won a trophy. Oh, that would be the most Tottenham thing in the world. <laughs> just like these oh. are both serial winning coaches. The football might not be good. But oh, be. they're both going to lose their serial winner to. Oh, mate, that yeah, is to Tottenham. Poetic. The Tottenham curse is so strong. That is poetic. It's so, so strong. Oh my goodness. Fair enough. Isn't that so great? It is. It is. Another thing that is funny. Do you remember how many Tottenham fans at the start of the season? Well, actually, everyone was just like, "Mate, Antonio Conte's made Son run so much. He's been sick. He's been sick. <laughs> Harry Kane's been sick. We're going to be so good this season. Look how fit the players are. They look fucks already. They do look fucked, don't they? <laughs> that beep test has literally they ruined the whole season. We need to talk about Son. Is it yeah. too soon to say I'm worried about Son? No, it's not, mate. Don't he's think only it is, is it? He's only scored in one half this season. For, was it that hat trick against who was yeah, it? Yeah, tricked remember. us. Yeah, I mean, I saw. Him, I think it was West Ham. I think it was West Ham. He, Sounds like West Ham. He ripped off his face mask, didn't he? In like the seventieth minute, just really frustrated. What's yeah. going on there? Do you think his injuries like really caused him like some issues or like wearing the face mask? I think I think it's the football. I think he's just playing shit football. But he is personally or, or the team. He's playing shit football, and the movement around him is just not working for him anymore. You know, Think about where they'd be without Harry Kane. Mate, they'd literally be like 14th. It's mental, isn't it? Harry Kane is like, oh, he's got to go. He's not signing a new contract, surely, Harry Kane. No. He just needs he just needs to go to Italy. It just, just squeeze out his 30s for as long as possible. And he needs to win a Prem. Send it, when Haaland goes to Madrid, get him to City to win a Prem because it's... It's just unfair, mate. <laughs> Should we all start a GoFundMe? Should we? Just like buy him out get of his him contract. Out. This is an Arsenal <laughs> fan saying this. Like, oh, I feel bad for Harry Kane now. Like, get him yeah. a fucking, get him a move. I don't know. Get him to PSG, like you say. Like, replace him. PSG Mbappe. makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that because it's true. He's so good. Like, he's the best English player since Rooney, probably. And Rooney won a lot of stuff. And even Alan Shearer won a lot of stuff. And he mm. didn't ever take the Man United move. For Harry Kane to win nothing, it feels really. Well, at least Harry, at least Alan Shearer, you know, he won the Prem with Blackburn. You know, he did it, and then he went to Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. And did the Harry Kane. But he didn't win. He didn't win as much as he should have done for his talent. But at least he got something. Well, yeah, nothing. He did like the reverse Harry Kane because he was at the big. He was yeah. at the big spending club first, one and then went to his hometown awards mm-hmm. club that he supports. Which Harry Kane's been, he's been too loyal, mate. He's been way too loyal. You know, he needs to do. He needs to do a Van Persie. He needs to break some Spurs hearts and just go to Manchester City. Do you think so? Just sit on the bench, refuse yeah, to play. Just two years of like smashing in goals for City. Get your Prem title. Absolutely destroy your legacy with your previous club. But that's the price you pay for a <laughs> Premier League title. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No one's going to yeah, remember look, you. I guys don't. I don't disagree, man. man. Mm. I don't disagree. Maybe, maybe he can have a weird swan song. The man to revive Juventus, maybe, or something like that, you know. That'd be cool. That'd be quite a cool, like, side quest. Yeah, I could see him in Italy. But there you go. Spurs are in trouble, lose some points, and it's not looking good. They are quickly tumbling out of those top four places where it's becoming pretty competitive. So. Yes, it is. Over to West London. 
where they're also dropping points. Nottingham Forest won, Chelsea won. Wow. Another poo-poo game. Um, look, yeah, I'm going to let you go. Talk about the games. Usually we talk about the games, I'm right? Let you go. But in exceptional circumstances, exceptional conversations need to be had. And Todd Bowley is pissing me off, man. Like what he's actually doing, I'm pretty sure he's actually breaking the law at this point. <laughs> Here's why. Basically, both of these teams are spending money, and I like that because I wrote Battle of the Free Spending Clubs. They should have changed the prize in this game to a new random player. You know, like in FIFA, like you unpack a player. That should have been what was on offer. Mm-hmm. You don't know who it is, but they both would have gone for it. But yeah, here are Chelsea's summer signings. Wesley Fofana, 80, what was it, 75 mil. Mark Kukurea, 60 mil. Raheem Sterling, 50 mil. Kula Bali, 35 mil. Chukwameka, we won't worry about the kids. Bamiang, like 10 mil. And then you've got these other kids that rack up to about 40 mil. Fafana, Chukwameka, and Slanina. Never heard of him. You're forgetting Cassidy that, as well. I don't even know who that is, mate. Another youngster. Another 23 is. million purchase. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's 300 mil right there. How many of those have been a success so far? Like, what? really? A qualified uh, success? Yeah. None. 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 I'm not saying there won't be. Yeah. Obviously, the youngsters, plenty of time. But Kudabali, terrible signing. Mm, Such a bad signing. He's not terrible. He's just not. No. He's just not, like, they, incredible. He's not going to solve... There's a reason why they're buying Badashile now. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So they've, they've effectively now spent 70 mil on Badashile. And give themselves the issue of the wages of Kudabali, yeah. which are probably not insignificant. They did lose two defenders in the... Okay, but I'm going to let you go, because I know... Kukurea, what was the point of that? What was actually the point of that? He's, got ben Chilwell. he's rubbish, isn't he, Kukurea? <laughs> he's What's the point? Bit, he's a bit rubbish. <laughs> he's rubbish. He's actually rubbish. He's actually Imagine 70 bad. mil. Imagine if, if, if a couple of years ago you said, we spent 70 mil on Brighton's left back. You'd be like, you think like, who is that? Is it like... Dan Byrne, for example. Imagine if this is Dan Byrne, he costs 70 mil. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of made sense last summer. Like, no one, City were after him, and mind you, City didn't want to pay more than 40 mil. And I think City might yeah. have been onto something there, to be perfectly honest with you. 100%, mate. Yeah. Fana's good, too much money. Too injured, though, isn't it? Too injured. Yeah. He's, he's had some bad injuries at Leicester. He's, had, he's basically been injured his whole Chelsea career so far. So, boom, that's 300 mil. A cool 300 mil in the summer. What do they do? They bloody announce a cuckoo in November. That's another 53 mil. Mm-hmm. And then they buy Andre Santos. Apparently he's great. Mm-hmm. 15 mil. Badashile, 35 mil. Mm-hmm. And now, Enzo Fernandez, 112 mil. And apparently they want Mudrick as well. Mate, I'm fuming they, about the Mudrick. If, if they get Fernandez, they'll have spent over 500 mil in seven months. It's that is the most money any club in football has ever spent in a year in two years realistically this is less now, than a year for those who follow us on social media you're about to get a little repeat but Todd Bowley's net worth on Forbes right <clears throat> 4.43 billion he's already spent the equivalent of 11.37% of his total net worth on transfers in six months 11% yeah but all... it's a consortium isn't it 
I hear you. It's a consortium. Mm, Clear Lake Capital. No, it's not. It's coming out of Todd's pocket. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Clear Lake Capital or his business partner. Todd, shut the fuck up. Stop this shit now. It's pissing me off, bro. Honestly, and the Mudrick thing's pissing me off too. Like, leave us alone. Look, get some scouts, bro. You've literally got everyone's. You've literally got like three <laughs> director of footballs across three of like the best clubs. Like, why are you just going thing. for everyone's people, man? They've oh. got a new director of football. They've got a new manager. They've got a new backroom team. And they're fucking ninth. They're in the fucking mud. I know. Ninth. I know. I know. Oh my days. So I had a look at new financial fair play regulations. It says a club cannot spend over seventy percent of their football related income. That's in effect now. There's a little buffer. Maybe it comes in next season. My understanding is it came in now, but it doesn't look like it. There's, that there's Chelsea. Sorry, yeah. Chelsea have to qualify for the Champions League every season with this spending. If they don't, they're getting fined. They're getting banned. They're in big trouble. Maybe that's why they're going so hard. I think there's a. I think he's doubling down right now. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. I think he's doubling down. But I think due to COVID, I think they relaxed FFP. So maybe there's yes, like some did. sort of loophole where they can just spend shitloads right now. And then maybe I think it'll be amortised be... over a number of years due to loss yeah, of loss That's of what I think it is. Yeah. But man, it, I'll be honest, I think it's going to end really badly. Because like, you can't, there's a reason that no clubs operate like this. There's, there's a really solid reason. Because you go bankrupt. Well, look at Barca. You know, you look at their yeah. summer and you think, "Oh, they've got some good players there." You know, like yeah, they've they've done a bit better. Is it was it worth the investment though? Is it worth the investment? Will it be worth the investment for Chelsea? This is a whole new team that Graham Potter's now just got to devise and get playing. It's it comes with its own problems. You smash a wage structure at a club, seen it at Arsenal, Liverpool won't do it. City are very rigid with their wage structure. We've seen it at Man United where they've overpaid. Um, and if you've got a team of superstars suddenly everyone wants parity you know Mason Mount's yeah, like I'm not going to sign a new contract for that look how much he's earning and I've done way more so 100% it does smack a naivety at the same time if they do get all these players you're not exactly going to be unhappy as a Chelsea fan are you no of course not but it's just like none of these necessarily even fit together like Nkunku allegedly He's a striker, but apparently he likes to more be like a sort of floating number ten. Mm, he doesn't Kai necessarily Havertz. want to. Yeah, exactly. I know. So he can't play with Kai Havertz. So what do you do with that? Enzo Fernandez might be a great signing. He cost fifteen mil six months ago. That means he's now what eight times more expensive than he was. Is he eight times better? Is he fuck? Can't spend a hundred mil on someone with six months, six no. good months in Portugal. Well, he's had a good, he had a good World Cup, and that was enough for Todd. It's it's a weird oh, one. Now, Benfica on. putting pants down. They really are. They should take it all day long, mate. What do they do? Go buy another two, sell them in six months for another yeah. two hundred million. McAllister will be next, mate. Yeah, yeah, mad. But thing. yeah, I just had to get off my chest because it's not right. It's also not going to end well. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be happy, and it'd be fun. But I don't think this this is going to end well. Let's see. Like you say, they are completely out of the reckoning at the moment for top four. So let's see how that yeah. how how that impacts them. You know, it's a long term project. All in, mate. So it's going all in. But we should probably so don't play budget, Todd. Anyway, sorry. We should. Over. Well, we should just probably mention that it was one one. <laughs> Forest <laughs> played pretty well and got their equaliser after a pretty lucky Sterling opener. I think it's it's fair to say. 
Um, yeah. Did you know that was Sterling's first goal since August? Yeah, Sterling really hasn't done that well, has he? Really hasn't done that well so I far. I he would. I was surprised by that stat, to be honest. I don't know. He's a, um, Right, hear me out with him. He's a bit of a Walcott. Like Walcott would thrive if he played mean. if he played for the City team. You know, now Sterling has to pick up the slack a little bit. He hasn't got bloody De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, and maybe one of the best midfield and attackers that Premier League's ever seen surrounding him. You know, like the same with Gabriel Jesus to an extent. You know, now we're seeing the real quality of Jesus at Arsenal, right? Yeah. And I think now we're seeing maybe the real standard of Raheem Sterling at Chelsea. But anyway, he's playing that left wing back, so who knows what's going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. It's just it's just the curse of like Chelsea forwards, really, isn't it? But yeah, sorry, we got sidetracked with my rant. Um, <laughs> I was going to rant about Nottingham Forest signings as well, but there's no time. The point is, stop fucking buying players, guys. It's actually ridiculous. maybe it's the new meta. Like, this is the new tactic now for football teams. Just absolutely spunk loads of money and just hope for the best. <laughs> but I was he looking knows. at I was looking at, I was just looking at Nottingham Forest signings. It's like Morgan Gibbs White. Dean Henderson, Awanee, you're like, yeah, okay, it's yeah, decent. It's mental, yeah. And then after I was like, Lodi, like, who's Musa Dikite? Not sure. Nico Dikite. Williams, Dikite. him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he plays Nico Williams. Then, then you start to get down, you're like, Gustavo Scarpa, who's that? I don't know. Manuel Dennis, why did they buy Manuel Dennis when they already bought two strikers in the window alone? You just, yeah, it's actually, oh, it's mad. Anyway, whatever. Good nice. point. Sergio Reyes scored a goal. Lovely That's goal what he does. Me. That's what mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. Red card next game, guaranteed. Most likely, two foot lunge, but big point um, for Forrest. And I think they're on a bit of a run of not losing at home. So, you know, bit of momentum. It's, it's, yeah. it's not all looking bad for them. I did say their home form's going to be important because they're pretty terrible on the road. So, if they actually can do it, fair play. Fair play to them. I think they can. All right, all right. Let's let's try and. Sorry, I put us so behind in terms of our tight scheduling that we have now. Manchester City won. Everton won. This this should have been four 0 to Man City. Let's be honest. Like that that is the narrative. Shoulda, like Lampard woulda. They didn't. Yeah. We said Lampard was finished. Obviously, we're we're in the future right now while we're recording this. So Lampard actually is finished because he has been <laughs> lost by four but whatever that's a future episode woo snip it Coming from out next soon. episode <laughs> um, but yeah it looked like it was all going to plan Harlow scored after 24 minutes Everton were literally basically playing like Burnley which is why they should get Sean Dyche anyway um, crowbar to bid as always Classic. and yeah you just thought it's just going to be a pretty chill day for them but no something happened in this game something changed and it was the moment that Haaland's boot fell off and he lost his whole mind. Mm-hmm. Like, he went for a header with Godfrey who landed on his foot and Haaland's shoe came off. Then Haaland just, he just lost it, mate. Like, he, he actually just shit. lost it. He lost his shit, man. Really Which is great up, to see. Because yeah. it, it showed that he's not actually a cyborg. He's he's actually a 21-year-old man. Or 22-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. He looked particularly angry yesterday. So you do wonder... Was it just that though? Ben Godfrey really got in his head, and Ben Godfrey cl- clearly was up for it as well. Like he was up for a bit of shithousery. And there's a big part yeah, of the game. If you can't beat them, it, oh, it was tremendous! It was actually so funny to watch. Like we've all seen the memes 
of like Harlan just doing the like me 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 voice, you know. <laughs> Oh, like, that's uh, honestly so yeah. funny it's, so it's literally like a little kid being told off by their mum yeah. and doing it behind their mum's back it's so funny and when he said and when he scored yeah. the goal he celebrated right in his face as well like, yeah and then and then he yeah, just went for this huge chop um, oh the chop the, um, I love that to be fair I absolutely love that why not eh and then why James just ran off he's a bit like Brilliant. he's lost it he's actually lost his head and it's so funny I so love maybe the there's chop. a game plan there you can actually wind up Harlan quite easily if you really try to and yeah. maybe that's something other teams can copy because a little bit of a little bit of pressure mounting on Pep and on Harland and Pep doesn't like pressure mate he doesn't like not being the chosen one Arsenal no. mate getting in his head The Apprentice has become the well, master well I want to pose a question to you before we move on to Everton is there mm-hmm. a bit of a Ronaldo complex about Harland and City you know the whole Ronaldo-Juventus debate where so? Ronaldo's stats were unreal at the detriment of how Juventus performed. Are mm. we seeing something similar with City? Like, this is my reasoning. Now, obviously City aren't performing quite as well as they did last year. But last year they didn't have him. You know, last year it was spread, wasn't it? De Bruyne mm-hmm. got a good amount of goals. Greenish didn't, to be fair. Foden did. Bernardo Silva, Mares, um, Jesus chipped in Sterling. They all chip in. In the same way that Arsenal's team are all, there's no one man everyone just chips in so it's more about the game always maybe subconsciously you know is De Bruyne looking for Haaland too much is is this focal point of Haaland actually deterring them from maybe creating chances otherwise I don't know it's something we did think about it's something we clung on to when they signed Haaland mm. we talked about it we were like it's going to mess up the team and I don't think you can say that I don't think so either it's way too early he has it? scored so many goals and won so many points on his own but maybe the mistake actually was selling Sterling and Jesus to a rival that's the real issue selling Jesus to Arsenal there's no need to do that selling Sterling to Chelsea okay it didn't really didn't make a difference selling Zinchenko to Arsenal maybe the real mistake was just strengthening Arsenal more than uh, anything else because they didn't think Arsenal were a title contender and look at them now you do wonder if like a boardroom level City there probably just looking at each other like why the fuck did we sell them to Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that, that is rule one though that is rule one don't sell oh, obviously they rifles. didn't think we were rivals which is so mean but they obviously actually, just didn't see us as rivals it's so good isn't it it's so good they looked it's at you hard. and they were like yeah you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. you're not a threat <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what disrespect yeah yeah you, you sure as hell bet they would never have they won't be selling anyone to us now that's for sure <laughs> No, they won't. You'll be selling to them, mate. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but <laughs> since like, we're yeah, pressed for time, right. let's move it to Demar Gray's equaliser because that is all we need to talk about, apart from maybe Pickford's amazing save. But oh god, yeah, what a goal! Smash and grab. Honestly, it's so glorious, mate. The run, the finish. He slipped over, threw everyone off, oh, and just just banged it in. Top bins, 0.3. And you think like, how Dex, many screamers yeah. has he got for Everton since he signed? Like what two seasons ago? He only scores screamers. The, he scored one against us. Yeah, yeah, he scored one against us. And you think they like, beat us. he really did cost one point five million? Like, he's worth he, a pun. I mean, you see some stupid links of players. He's honestly probably worth about forty mil realistically in today's market because he's a quite a good age profile. I don't know about that. Mate, why not? Who knows? Who honestly knows? Oh, I know. He's what twenty four. 
Prem proven, scores pretty good goals, works hard. Wouldn't say is he any worse? Either. He's better than uh, Anthony Gordon, and Anthony Gordon was a 60 mil player. Yeah, it's true. He has gone under the radar to Murray Gray. I remember because he was a blue nose, he came from Birmingham. One of my good friends mm. supports Birmingham. Um, and he was always raving about Tamara Gray and was really sad when Tamara Gray left for Leicester but he didn't really kick on at Leicester but obviously went to Leverkusen nah. nothing there he's done alright at Everton but you do wonder if it's a player who only scores screamers do you remember them a little bit more do you know what I mean definitely but when they're like this mate it's, it's all about the moments isn't it mm. if, if you're an Everton fan those moments are probably very valuable to you because there's probably some pretty low points especially recently so his value is so much more to Everton fans, I'd say. Yeah, and I, I would like to talk about Everton, but guys, since, like Jack said earlier, we are in the future, there's going to be a lot more to say about Everton in the next pod. So, I just think we're just going to leave it as a good point for Everton. Didn't Completely undeserved, but, you know, they had a game plan. They were probably the most effective team, bar Brentford, at the Etihad this, this season, sorry. So... Good result. Yeah, a masterclass. A massive result. And I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned Brentford. Actually, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's I take think we take a break. break. Let's take a break. Yeah. from the Backseat Football Podcast we are about to run through the remaining fixtures from this round and we are over to East London now West Ham United nil, Brentford 2 oh no Brentford have done it again <laughs> um, they're really good <laughs> they're just really good they're just really honest, good yeah, yeah. They're I just think we really can just leave it there too. very good analysis from you next game Brentford <laughs> good West Ham bad <laughs> I wrote my notes you can always bet on Ivan Tony to make an impact <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh. Do you see what's happening now? It's a slow <laughs> burner. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheeky goal and an assist to make it a very comfortable win. His record this season, 12 goals, 3 assists in 19 games. That's, That's crazy. Some good. record, man. Some record. I reckon the only reason he didn't go to Qatar is because of, the, because of the whole betting thing. Yeah, I think Southgate probably knew a little bit more than we did at the time. Yeah, yeah, because it's criminal otherwise. He's he's actually a brilliant striker. Could easily see him. I could see him at a top four club because he because he's an out and out striker and he does this week in week out. And that yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, so appreciation for Brentford's magnificent last four games. Just like Don Unai, Brentford Liverpool win. I'm I'm stepping into the future. Fuck it, we'll just deal with it now. They beat Liverpool, right? <laughs> They fucking beat us. They destroyed us. <laughs> West Ham, Brentford, win. Brentford, Spurs, draw. Unlucky draw. City, Brentford, away. City, away, win. Yeah, it's crazy, that one. Mm. Honestly, they played City, Spurs, Liverpool. And they've got seven points. Seven points. That is mad. That is mad. Thomas Frank is a genius. Yeah. Best signing of the January transfer window. Thomas Frank to a new four and a half year contract. Booyah! Yeah, that's 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 a coup that for the bees. It's massive. Who is who is Thomas Frank? You know he's like never managed a top team before Brentford. I could be wrong actually. He's just like um, a he's just like a crazy man, really, isn't he? He just looks totally mad, like a mad professor. But it works for him. It really he's a works. Proper for him. Interesting character in in um 
in, in the Premier League. He's so different. Yeah, he was like the mad professor. He so is the okay. definition of Zany, oh, I think. Okay, so he was manager for Bromby for three years, mm. 2013 to 2016, and then he's been at Brentford since 2018. So it's not a lot, is it? It's not a lot to go by. No, mate. It's not a massive body of work, and he's obviously taken Brentford up for the first time. Not for the first time, but the first time in many moons. So yeah, just crazy. They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. They're just yeah. so good. Their ceiling they is very high right now. Like they've got good players. Yeah. They're playing good football. It's effective for where they are, and they have a really good connection with the Nordics. And the Nordics seems to be the new hotbed of talent. So if they like tap into that connection, get a load of youngsters we've not heard of, turn them into world beaters. You know, well, like they could find the next Odegaard, mate, with their connection. Well, Brentford. Brentford, they obviously, they have a very spe- specific way of um, scouting. So they're very moneyball. Mm. They're one of the first teams to kind of uh, interpret the moneyball system here in the UK. And this was when they were in the lower leagues. So the vision their owner had. So not dissimilar from Brighton, really. And nah, mate. Pr- proving the pudding right now. They are two exceptionally run clubs. Um, a little, we're in the future. We're still in the future. A word a sombre word like our respects to West Ham co-owner I think it's David Sullivan I think he's just passed David, away David Gold is it David, David Gold, Gold. Yeah. I always get confused my apologies David Gold sadly passed away so our thoughts with him um, feels bad to like slam West Ham straight after that so let's just say it gently West Ham have lost five games in a row I'm not going to say they're going down yeah. but they're not they're not going up put it that way Moisey might have to go soon if he doesn't turn this around it's yeah. quite sad because he, he should by and large have a lot of credit in his bank after the last two seasons but it's a very unforgiving league and they are looking really off the pace really off it they are I think the irony is that David Moyes basically bought players like Skamaka like Paqueta that are not David Moyes like he should have stuck with Eastern European and British players because that is honestly where that's his safe zone that's how he knows how to manage them what he's done is he's got carried away bought into his own hype bought players he can't coach can't unlock them and these are the players that are the stick and this is how he'll die now his West Ham career will be deaf by these two because they, they need someone to unlock Skamaka and Paqueta like come on they should be their best two players and mm. like Skamaka doesn't really play Paqueta's just rubbish he starts for Brazil. Come on. There's no way someone who starts for Brazil should be playing for West Ham to begin with, let alone play so badly. So no, It's pretty mad. It is pretty mad. Like, I've gone from watching Paqueta with the Brazil team flourishing to toiling away in just West Ham. Anonymous. Team. That is, don't really know who they are at this point, I don't think, this team. Nah, but, but Hammers fans. doing his best. Hammers fans, hear me out. I've, I've got the solution. This is honestly, this is it. Get rid of David Moyes. What do you need? You need passion, mate. You need someone who can handle big personalities and get get the crowd on side. Jorge mm-hmm. or George Sampaoli, mate. Yeah. The ex-Marseille firebrand. Imagine him. Yeah. It's a, you know, he can get the West Ham fans on side, ignite some passion and belief. He's a bit mad. After like a dour Scotsman, just go the opposite. People, honestly, yeah, it will work. Like he, he made Marseille so good. And he only left because they wouldn't give him any money to spend. West Ham's got money. He'll give him money to spend. I think it's a match made in heaven. And he would go, I think. I think he would go. It's not a bad shout. It's not. A bad, I do feel they need a bit of like, yeah, continental flair right now. 
yeah. as opposed to more as you say dour British management style because their squad has evolved to a more continental squad mm-hmm. so I agree but it's a shame isn't it I think Mikel Antonio is just not as effective as he once was Skamaka hasn't really adapted very well no Jared Bowen has stopped being what's happened is Almiron is now Jared Bowen because Jared Bowen last season was so good he got the English squad and now he's just returned to form really not looking great is it it's not looking great it's not looking great for Jared and Declan Rice is going to go at the end of the season 100% now where do you think he's going to go where do you think he'll end up where do you think Jack where do you think Liverpool (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) he's going to Chelsea he's been destined to go to Chelsea for years is not he actually yeah you're so right Chelsea aren't done why why would Chelsea not buy him it's only 100 mil for a player yeah exactly the way Chelsea are going yeah you know what I mean like it's, it's destined yeah you're not wrong actually but God, I'd like him at Liverpool, mate. We could do a lot worse than Declan Rice at this I'd point. I'd like him at Arsenal, to be fair. I think a lot of people don't see Declan Rice as like a quality player, but I do. I didn't used to see it, but I see it now, mate. He's He is literally the definition of Rolls-Royce, mate. The way he just struts around. Yeah, he just, yeah. I great. thought he was he was excellent at the World Cup, too. Yeah, I'm, I thought a, I'm he a was, fan. He was brilliant. I think he looked really good in red, is all I'm going to say. Anyway, on to Liverpool. Liverpool 2, Leicester 1. This was just a silly, silly game, really. What a silly game. It's a silly, silly game of football. You can't learn anything from these silly, silly games, but they're really fun to talk about. Um, Arsenal's, not Arsenal, Liverpool and Spurs, mate, they're having the same same little uh, duel this season. Who can concede the most goals first? And so, obviously, Liverpool conceded a goal within four minutes. I'll be honest, this goal really pissed me off, mate. It's boring. It's a goal kick. Goal kick, knocked down. The knockdown takes out the whole defence because we can't win the header, don't win the next one. And then he just ran through the middle. It was honestly, like, it was embarrassing. It's that high line. He it's, just ran... Everyone's figured out how to play against the high line now. He just ran through the middle of the team. The high, yeah, I know. He just ran through. He just... Jesus be home, just He's not even that fast. He just ran through. It's the high line. I don't know. I, I'm not enough of a football... But maybe we need to look into why Liverpool's high line no longer works the same way it did. We need to do that because I'm not analytical enough right now to tell you why. But do you know what it is? It's just like it, a knife through All of this used to be offside. That's why. What we had is because I think an element of it is that last season VAR was new, and the reason we did such a high line is because we knew that there was a pretty reasonable chance that either they'd be offside or it would get VAR, and then it would be offside anyway. Yeah. But now teams are more used to VAR, so they go, I guess, a little later. So now we just get done constantly so we have failed to adapt we were smart to take advantage of the new rules and now we've just not we failed to adapt and yeah not too good but there's always a hero mate in the darkest moment and that man is what's his name Fout Fires Wood Fires Wood Fires (laughs) the man the myth the legend Two, two of the best own goals I've ever seen two absolute (laughs) screamers within seven minutes I don't know which one I prefer, but if I had to, if I had to say, I really like the second one. I have to say, just yeah, because I don't. You don't see many old girls like that. The first one is just absolutely 
Yeah, he's just shinned it, isn't he? Like, he's just fucked it. It's just shinned it. It's unlucky the first but the one. Second you see one, it happen. He's just trundling towards his girl, runs a bit too quick for the ball, just just smacks it in. It smashes it into his own net. It's like where someone's already scored and the ball's come back out and someone just runs past and just smashes it in again. That's honestly what it felt like. And there wasn't even that much pressure on him. I mean, the whole the whole sequence was amazing. Cause obviously, obviously, Darwin Nunes literally collects the ball, breezes his man. Yeah. Amazing little chip. You're thinking... Finally, he's going to score. Yeah. What happens? It bounces off the post. This guy just hooks it into the roof of the net. Just like, it couldn't happen to anyone else. And it's yeah. like, what does this man have to do to score? It is but, the most chaotic sequence. So, of course, it's the man of chaos himself. Um, it's funny, actually. Carragher does call him Captain Captain Chaos, I think. He is chaotic. The thing is, as much as a joke he is, his running is really effective. Without that, we'd be even worse. However... The stats are doing the rounds. Salah and Nunes have missed the most big chances this season. They're number one and number two. Nunes has missed 15 big chances and Salah's missed about 13. <laughs> Think about that. Big chances. These that's are like, mental, but... That's 28. Half of those go in. Probably fourth, mate. Salah has always missed, quite, I think, quite a few big chances, but he simply gets a lot of big chances because he's Salah. Mm. Maybe Nunes is, is exactly the same. You know, he's not clinical, but... He's always getting in those positions, getting in, getting those chances. It's not a bad thing that they're missing so many big chances. It's a bad thing. But at least they're getting big chances. True, but he's only had 19 Nunes and he's missed 15. That is pretty bad. That is no, pretty ma- bad. No matter which way you spin it, it's pretty bad. I mean, he can't shoot, mate. No, <laughs> I don't know how he scored so many goals in Benfica. He can't. I don't know. He can't shoot. I have hope that you can coach it because at least he's getting big chances, but the longer this goes on the worse it's going to get in his head and like when they can just run through the middle of our team and score and we're just I mean we're relying on two own goals to win and we're just fluffing them it's a really bad combo especially in the midfield midfield's not looking great either now midfield is supposed to be our biggest problem but we're not scoring goals very much and we're letting in a lot of goals at that yeah, I mean Liverpool is shaky and not contributing creatively and but you got we're in the mud. You got Cody Gakpo coming in, yeah, so that's true. that might That'd be interesting. that might fill some goals. A bit more rotation while Diaz and Yota are out. It's not all doom and gloom. Honestly, you Liverpool fans had it too good. Yeah, honestly, mate, we honestly did. Like this, you need this, to this battling for the top here. four thing, mate. I don't like it. Honestly, I'm not a fan. If I'm honest, honestly, honestly, I don't like being in the trenches. How, I'll be living like this for 19 years. <laughs> I mean, how, how already do you like quite it up there? Life. Like you get a draw and you're like, can't believe we've drawn. I don't. Like? I know. It's I, great, honestly, it? it's 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 like hasn't quite sunk in yet. To be honest with you, just how nice it is. Yeah, just but the reality is, is yeah. Welcome to the top four race in Newcastle. Also involved as well. It's brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. Yeah, there's a very high chance that uh, a lot of big clubs are going to miss out on the Champions League this season, and on current form. I'd have to unfortunately say that Man United probably look the most likely to take fourth if we assume that Newcastle are in. Um, so let's talk about that. That's, Wolves that's nil, one. Manchester United one. This is a, you know what? This Actually, is. I've got I've got something to say. Okay. You was like you were saying Wolves' win against Everton. Could be <laughs> right. Yeah, I did say um, that. So where's this springboard, mate? Because they were bloody shy. No offence, Wolverhampton fans, but yeah. just terrible well, stuff. Can't score. I... Can't score. 
I mean, that's not new. That's not new. But th- to be fair, Man United also weren't able to score for a long period until Sleepy Rashford came on. So, Man United are a good team at the moment. Unfortunately, they are they are actually hurts, looking reasonably solid. Um, Marcus Rashford on the bench because he turned up late to the pre-match team meeting. That's very naughty. And it, you know, I liked it. He owned it in the press conference. Ten Hag didn't throw yeah. him under the bus. What this yeah. was was a definition of good management by also lucky, lucky circumstances. Because if they'd lost and left Rashford on the bench, chaos, nightmare. But of course, he tells him off, They're puts paid. him on the bench, you know, flexes his leadership credentials. Mate. Yeah, I do rate Ten Hag for that, you know, because he dealt with Ronaldo, he's dealt with this. He He's genuinely, he's the boss. Like, he's actually the boss. He's the first time... In a long time, Man United manager is the actual boss of Man United, and I respect that absolutely because it was yeah, hard. Absolutely, absolutely. And then it was great. Brought Rashford on at halftime. You know he's been on the north step, and he scores the winner. And you just think like, perfect, perfect. That story's dead now. There's no issue. It's done. Yeah, Dunzo, Dunzo. Literally forgotten about. As you say, Rashford owned it. I think really well. There was no tweet or apology or any of that no. sad PR shit. It was well, just straight up. I overslept. Let's wait and see, mate. Let's wait and see if he pops up on Piers Morgan's show anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a good goal from Rashi, wasn't it? It was. He's really starting to look like uh, the the Rashi of old. He's bulky now. He's a big boy. His confidence Mm. is up and he seems to have put on a few kilos of muscle. Because, yeah, mate, Johnny just bumped off like he was a little boy. And, yeah, mate. Rashford played his best football since he was like a teenager all those breakout years because I think he's been bad for like three se- three years ish it's been a turbulent period for him he's had some injuries and, and the Ollie years I think he just didn't know what he was doing but he clearly has a defined role um, mm-hmm. I do want to mention Anthony I think he definitely isn't looking like a 100 mil player if anyone needed to hear that I'm shocked <laughs> I'm honestly shocked I can't believe this <laughs> Really, Surely not. Maybe we're seeing another Jaden Sancho because he's just not looking that effective, to be honest, Anthony. He yeah. might, you know, I mean, there's time to adapt. You know, I'm not doubting his ability to spin the ball around in a circle twice, but is it that effective? <laughs> is it more effective than Sancho? I don't know. So this is this is the reason that I feel so good about Gakpo because he's so underpriced compared to Anthony. That's it. That's all I you can really say. Really know how that's. Man United must be fuming, mustn't they? They don't really understand how that's how that's possible. No. That you can have Gakpo, who had better stats than Anthony, for more than half the price. Mental. I mean, maybe maybe Anthony was under like a long contract, who knows, but... Maybe yeah, Man United aren't very good at negotiating. They just seem oh. to pay whatever the price is. Casemiro, <laughs> 70. Okay. <laughs> no, surely not. Not United. <laughs> Oh, my favourite no. of all time though my favourite Man United transfer of, of recent history is Fellaini they spent all summer haggling over 25 oh, mil and then paid yeah. 30 oh, it's just what dreams are made of that was a Woodward special that, that was anyway up. I'm running the tight ship yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. moving on we're um, moving on Fulham 2 no wait no 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 we can't what do you mean no I, I have to say more stuff Matthias Cunha no, signed on loan obligation to buy 35 mil good signing bad signing Hugh yes or no I've no, I haven't got a clue who this guy is. So, so I'm okay. going to say no. He's a winger. He's Brazilian. He's got eight caps for Brazil. He signed for Atletico. Didn't do very well. No one does well when they're a fair player. 
but yeah, he's got an, it's an obligation to buy. So he's signing in the summer for thirty five mil. Could be good. Could be the saviour. I mean, they need they need more attacking players. So, but he's very much in the mould of tricky attacking winger who needs someone in front of him. So they bought another. But one maybe else. maybe Le Pettigree knows of him because he's worked in Spain, doesn't he? So may, maybe there's some logic there. Who knows with involved anymore? But all I'm saying is they need to start scoring and scoring pretty soon and start winning some home games and stop relying on Neves for a wonder goal it's just yeah, not happening 100% um, I know you're pushing me for time so here's 10 seconds here's a random point listeners did you know Huang He Chan is a Gucci model for South Korea <laughs> that is so fucking random <laughs> it's, it's only because it came up and like M showed me on um, Instagram and I was like oh my days this guy's actually so fly and you just look is at him yeah, like so much. And you just think like, I just didn't expect that from Wang. He's just yeah, like, but then so is Jackie. So is Jackie Greenish. Maybe yeah. it's a tactic for um, for Gucci now, trying to diversify their potentially. Their I, just, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it, you know. But then I guess South Koreans are generally quite quite fly, especially now. It's very like on, on brand. But anyway, there you go. Fulham two, Southampton. I literally like, can't you, hurry up, you just. I can't believe you just took up 60, 60 seconds just to say that but there you go <laughs> Fulham 2 Southampton 1 <laughs> everyone's just stopped listening now literally everyone just stopped listening so I think we've tapped into a new market if anything sure you wish you wish I wish my fire alarm stopped beeping why is it still going <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, right. what do we say Fulham are really good man they're 7th they're equal on football. <laughs> We've said that same much this time. X team is really good. <laughs> they are, they're really good. Fulham, no, Fulham are, are really good. Fulham are really good. They are. Some some expected Fulham to be a relegation candidate, and they have made a mockery of those predictions this season. They are true. the highest performing team in terms of expectations. They signed some players. We laughed. Williams good. Um, don't even know anything about Decord yeah, over Reed. Williams playing really well. Mitrovic is champion quality. Polinia, we gave him Cardiff. What the hell? He's good. Decadecle Reed. Paulinia's like, he's elite, mate. I think Polinia's elite. You know, Polinia's elite. I want to he, talk about Polinia. He's gonna, but. he's gonna sign for PSG to replace Verratti or something silly like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of signing I said because he is, he's a chop machine. Like, he's like Thomas Partey, like very yeah, similar, but not as technical, but maybe even better defensively. It's defensively, crazy. I think he's, he's unmatched. Technically, yeah, he's not he's not much more than that. But if you want a pure defensive midfielder, he really is standing out in the prem as like the main one, the best one. He's so good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Andres I agree. Pereira, good signing. Like Willian is the, the one I'm probably most blown away by because I really can't believe that Willian has actually played good football again. I basically am refusing it. I'm refusing the facts because this can't be the same Willian who just turned up at Arsenal and just took their money and then just sat there this can't be that was two years ago I know can't it's be. mad I think we have to give credit to Marco Silva because you actually you named this team and if they were 19 from doing really badly you wouldn't have blinked no I know we'll, we can say now like, oh they've got a good team they do but Marco Silva has built a very good team like a team well, way worthy of being in the Premier League he's so. getting so much out of these players I mean like Declan Overeed I've literally never heard of him and he looks really good not like oh, he amazing. was there when they got relegated though but like, been a while. But obviously, Marco Silva has taken his game to another level that mm. probably didn't exist until right now. Marco Silva has actually done such a good job. Like Fulham were 
unbelievable. Like one of the best championship seasons anyone's ever had last season. And you think like he was a bit of a joke guy for a bit. We weren't really sure if he was a serious manager or not. You know, he mm. kind of had that like, I'm a foreign manager, so I'm getting good jobs, but I'm actually not very good vibe about him. But he's his credentials are very solid. It turns out, and I think the best thing about Fulham is that they just attack everyone. Like, I remember the first game of the season, the two-two draw with Liverpool. And I was like, that's a joke, mate. We've dropped points. Turns out we were just playing like a team as good as us, so it's a fair result. But like they're not scared; they'll actually go for you, but not like in a silly sort of leads under Bielsa way. They're like they're smart with it. No, they'll sit back when they want. They'll go when they need to, and Mitrovic will just bang goals. No, yeah, I don't see them slowing down. I think I think they've got a very good nucleus of a good team, and yeah, you know, let's just hope it develops because we kind of saw it with Michael Silver at Watford, and then he got poached by Everton and all went to shit, and now he's worked his way back up. So. Hope he's learned his lesson. I think Fulham's a really nice club to play for and probably be a manager for. And yeah. Defo, Defo. Right. And then, yeah. Quick, yeah, quick word on Southampton, mate. Not looking good. Nathan Jones is not looking good. No, mate. He's out of his depth. I'm, I'm just going to go early and just say it. You're right. They're prepping for the championship. He's I think so. Heads, man. Like Benham Kotchap hasn't been very good since the World Cup. He looked ropey in this game. Gave away the ball quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. And then Che Adams... Che Adams is just not very good like just, really really not very good just championship player I'm really like, happy to say it he he actually can't really score and Southampton have to watch striker in January or they're done they're actually done like they can't just wait for James Ward-Prowse to score every game you can't he can't he can't just be good free to score kick, free though. kicks every game good free kick though he's good at free kick and he'll be the first to go if they get relegated because he's a good player yeah he's, he's actually a joke like so the fact that free kicks are so good for him that they're basically penalties is actually insane you know like everyone looked at him and like this is a goal like it's a penalty just like just like, it's a casual thing oh dear 25 yards from goal goal mm. yeah but yeah but Southampton are I, done I just think they're they're too young too young a team and they don't have the experience and the fight and I'm just the manager of the league to turn this one around so for me they're looking most likely to go down out of this current time but anyway we are going to move down the south coast a little bit further and we are going to AFC Bournemouth no Crystal Palace 2 I think fair enough Bournemouth are on a bit of a slide let's just let's just put it out there Bournemouth the new manager bounce is well and truly over and they might as soon as he signed the contract as soon as he signed that contract mate it all fell apart do they have enough to stay up either this on paper no the squad but They've got results before. They've got results before, and it is January. And if you'll indulge me a little spiel quickly, they've they've obviously been taken over. Indulge you this one. Look, it's a it's it's, you know what? Just indulge me. Everyone, indulge me. I'm going to indulge myself. Bournemouth are going down. I know that they got (laughs) by that Hollywood star, but it's not enough. It's not enough. All right, that guy from Black Panther is not going to save them. That's what I was going to say. What what is even happening? Why is he even there? Found that very strange. He's, it turns out he's a minority stakeholder, so he's literally just there for the. the is he like club. LeBron James at Liverpool? Very much so. That kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So. Why do it, American owners feel the need to have like an established Hollywood? So it basically what it is is that Bill Foley has a consortium called Black Knight FC, and so he's the main guy. But they invite celebrities to come and like pay to be part of the consortium. Then that money, that collective amount of money, is what bought Bournemouth basically. 
So Michael uh, B. Jordan yeah. is the head of the minority ownership group. So he's going to be quite involved, but he's not like the owner, basically. He's kind of like the minority owner and face of it because he's a he's a handsome face. Yeah, and he's a recognisable face. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But yeah, I just thought that was super weird. And then obviously they just, just got lost, really. Yeah, Bournemouth, who knew they were so bad at, at set pieces? I didn't know they were so bad at defending set pieces, but they've yeah. conceded the most by quite a distance now. And so it was inevitable. They conceded a corner and then a different routine conceded another corner. I really enjoyed the second one because oh, it was yeah. a low pass oh. to the edge of the box. And it's one of my favourite my favorite yeah. Palace player, Eze, just smashed it in. But Absolutely yeah. banged it, didn't he? You think Gary O'Neill, mate? a very good manager in a lot of ways but might be worth investing in a set piece coach because that's a very worrying trend to have it's I not like so. they're a small team they've got Phil Billing and bloody what's his name Slanky's massive Kiefer Moore Kiefer Moore yeah, well, Kiefer Moore who spent no most excuses. of the game getting bundled over and lying on his ass. so I don't know what's up with Kiefer yeah Eze what a goal what a hit son. He's, he's a player and this is how Palace should be doing better than they are they really should be. They are, they've got a really underrated squad. Yeah. But it's yeah, just a nice Pat- squad, isn't it? It's just a nice squad. Yeah. But they play good football. I feel like Patty V is like kind of par for the course so far for his Crystal Palace tenure, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, it's not massively done you f- loads. You feel like but... they're going up, but they're actually standing mm-hmm. still. But I guess that's that's the main thing. You know, it's the perception that there is progression there and they will get better. So, you think yeah, so? Pretty Young chill, team. pretty easy. IU's first goal of the season, mate. Can't believe it. No, can't I believe can't believe he's still kicking about. So, I don't know how good he is. I find it really hard to judge people like Jordan IU because he did oh, score yeah. goal of the season last season, I think. Yeah, well, he's cave- he's, he's, he's a good player and like he's got longevity because I swear mm. I've been talking about the IU brothers for God knows how long. So, yeah. the fact that he's still kicking about in the Premier League. And still like starting pretty regularly. Yeah, exactly. And for a number of managers as well. For, yeah. me, that, for me, that's always a a telltale sign right? yeah if He's, a manager always plays a player they have like Fred people don't understand Fred from the outside but nothing's he's always mate. getting picked Fred's a weird guy a weird player anyway <laughs> of course you mate hurry up we're trying to finish this Newcastle nil Leeds nil <laughs> um, you bastard <laughs> oh it's too easy um Newcastle went into this game on the longest winning run and Leeds came off the back of uh, getting slapped by City so of course it was a nil-nil draw because the Premier League is fun don't bet on the Premier League because you're going to lose your money it's just crazy it's a crazy league would have had it as like 4-0 Newcastle wouldn't you because yeah. Leeds just shipping goals for days I suppose but the key is nil the key is nil isn't it for Newcastle well, yeah that's why it's a big result mm. because you mm. knew that Newcastle wouldn't lose so the best Leeds could really get was to play for a draw and they played it they played it brilliantly really like Bellier was good Newcastle's finishing was a bit off Joe, Joe Ellington shouldn't be allowed to shoot this version 2 of Joe Ellington if he gets he gets through on goal he needs to double back and lay someone off because he can't he can't finish he actually can't shoot he's a he's a box to box shuttler isn't he exactly <laughs> he's, he is, he's a shuttler like get him to yeah. carry the ball and then if there's nothing on go back do your rounds shuttle back again have another go mm, yeah I mean there's really not a lot to say about this game Newcastle huff they puffed and they just the shooting was off a little bit and maybe oh we maybe maybe like the hot streak of Almeron's over 
so I was, I be was quite happy that. to see. Because it, it did be feel happy to see ridiculously that. unsustainable. But who knows? Maybe it's because the transfer window's open. Maybe Newcastle are... Uh, I don't know, maybe True. there's some rumours going around the squad, you know, like there's a rumour that they want to buy Furlan Mendy from Real Madrid. Don't Fuck really off, oh, can't see that happening. Me neither, but oh, what an upgrade, eh? That target, well, what see you If they do that, God, mate, there's no limits to where they could get to, that's crazy. I know, um, so, man. it's a scary thought. But yeah, Leeds have signed Max Wober. Guess where he's from, everyone? That's right, Red Bull Salzburg. <laughs> 24-year-old Austrian plays centre-back and left-back. 20 mil. He was the record signing by an Austrian side when they bought him two years ago for 10 mil. Is he good? I don't really know. But he's very what? Leeds. Red Bull Leeds. What's that? What's up with that? Are, is Red Bull allowed to buy Leeds? Because it feels like they already have. I mean, they're working their way, isn't it? Jesse Marsh is... It does make you wonder. Because he's like... You know, like... Eventually, if they keep buying these players, Jesse Marsh won't have any play, any players to buy left because he would have bought everyone that he's worked with. And if he keeps buying players that he's worked with, he's never going to work for new players. So <laughs> it's quite it does a seem there's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't really like how Leeds play. It's just I don't meh. really. It's, meh, it's a bit it? yeah. It, I, I've said it before, but where Bielsa before it was like do or die kind of football. Yeah, quite. This is just a bit. Mm, don't really. Are they a high intensity pressing team? Are they are they not? You are right. They lack an identity know. now. They lack they they were they were everyone's third favourite team last season. Because yeah. or like when Bielsa was there. Because we like we respected them. We respected what they're about. We knew exactly what Leeds football was. Now yeah. they're just yeah. yeah, they're like South they're like Southampton. They're just meh. Yeah. That's it, I just I don't see what they're going for anymore it's almost game to game and almost I just feel like it's good to be tactically flexible but the best teams in this league thrive because they have an identity or they have particular things that they excel at yep. and they're used to their advantage let's think about Brentford and corners or set pieces you know like they ha- they excel at that kind of stuff and that's what they go for whereas Leeds I wouldn't say there's any one area where I think Leeds excel at would you do you think they should try and get Bielsa back I think a lot of Leeds fans were probably taken back but yeah, I guess I Bielsa also came with a lot of problems in the sense that he also wouldn't work with a number of players that is true <laughs> but, so I don't know if you can go back to be someone who's so rigid mm. on paper Jesse Marsh seemed like a good choice but now that I've seen Jesse Marsh's football for like a year I'm still not convinced put it that way yeah I agree with you I just, I just feel like he's maybe just not that good he's just not tactically mm-hmm. that interesting He's just mm-hmm. quite average. You know, like, he's sort of like store brand. He's a store brand manager, you know? Like, he's not an exciting brand. He's just a pretty... He does what he, I can he just, does. You know what I can imagine? Is that he goes into the dressing room every game and he goes, all right, lads, you know, we've got to be... We've got to win every tackle and we've got to be first to the ball and all this stuff. And you're just like, okay. What you're saying <laughs> like, is he's basically Michael Owen. <laughs> Yeah, I just think he's probably like a, an American motivator. Like, is yeah. he really tactically giving them the edge? Because you always hear of like Arsenal players or Liverpool players or City, or like City players talk about Pep, where they wax lyrical about their footballing knowledge. Mm-hmm. Don't really hear that from from Jesse Marsh. It's Jesse Marsh's Leeds players. Nah, I was enjoying him more earlier in the season. Now I'm a bit bored of him because he he's actually mm. quite one dimensional. It seems. That's it. 
he's a bit one dimensional and I think he's getting found out and I don't think there's a, there's a glass ceiling with Leeds yeah so. like all managers do cringe things like I remember in the Arsenal documentary Arteta did some cringe stuff but he always tries new things you know he's creative with the way that he tries to get the same message across yeah 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 definitely and that's the difference but, I he's mean, willing to look like a fool but it works yeah yeah, I think Arteta admits that himself. He's like, sometimes things work, sometimes things don't work. But the important thing is you keep trying things. And Yeah, because you have ideas. That's the difference. You have ideas, you try new stuff. Yeah. It doesn't always work. I feel like Jesse Marsh just has his way of doing it, and that's, that seems to be it. And I'm not sure what it is. So, yeah. No, I think we'll wait to find out. But hey ho, we did it. We're only a little bit over. Well done. Yeah. We budgeted an hour ten because we knew I was going to rant about Chelsea and Hugh was going to get gassed about Arsenal. <laughs> so we are basically on schedule. We're going to share the blame though. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, share the load. So yeah, 2023. Here we are. We hope everyone enjoyed a good New Year's. The football, I think in January, dies down a little bit. So guys, mm-hmm. we are going to work on a more consistent schedule in the coming weeks. I know you've been saying that for months, but come on, give us a chance. It's been tough. Yeah. Um, but as always thank you for listening follow the socials and that and yeah we'll see you in like two days (laughs) (laughs) in the future which is now (laughs) which is now cool okay alright see you later